Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to Lauren's Tuesday Night Podcast. Tonight is... July 17th, 2018. Oh, it's a little after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, If you've called in, you notice that you have been muted. Uh, Whenever I'm in commentary or interview mode, uh, I always mute callers. The chat room does remain open. You can chat among yourself. Um, When we open up the calls, just on your phone, just press star 8. I'll see you on the board to open you up for questions and answer mode. Uh, tonight's topic is the continuation of the Empire of Edom. Uh, last night we had some audio problems, and I am one of those when, as well as the call was heavily perked. Let's hope it's a quiet night, and I will be right as rain on mining the board constantly. Um, we're going to keep continuing to discover new and vital information. I personally always believe the more informed and knowledgeable we are about our enemies, the better soldiers that we can fight this battle. And it definitely is a battle. So without further ado, let's go ahead, as I like to say, and let's get this show on the road, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Lauren's Podcast. The End Times, Flash, The History of Edom. Our world is changing, moment by moment. Freedom is only a mirage. This veneer that we call democracy is slipping out of reach. Control and domination is the aim of those powers that may be. Before we can gain complete understanding, we have to first look back at the past, at the beginning, in ancient times. You see, there's really nothing new under the sun. History repeats itself. Perhaps that would be our Achilles heel for survival. Let's continue. Encore presentation. The History of Edom. I am your moderator. My name is Lauren. Good evening. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to uh, the Encore presentation. I'm going to hope and keep my fingers crossed that we will have a very calming evening. Again, much knowledge will be gained. And it is really vital and important, everyone, that uh, all circumstances, even this program that we call targeting, has a beginning. Very little is known about the powers that be. Uh, 
we can give them a name, but where do they in fact come from? Everything has a birthing, a beginning. Just as we slumber in the womb for nine months, so have kingdoms, uh, bureaucracies, municipalities of power had a birthing and has, has shaped into our modern times of where we are even today. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start the beginning with a 25-minute video. I will turn it up as loud as possible, so please, everyone, adjust your phones and a computer, if you're in the chat room, to make it at a comfortable listening net level, and then we'll open up tonight. And the title is, Why is the History of Jacob and Esau So Important? Let's begin. Well, when you consider the fact that prophecy says that Esau is the end of the world and Jacob is the beginning of that which follows, you can then see why it is important for us to understand the history of these two brothers. Let's start at the beginning. Why was Esau described in Scripture but not his brother Jacob? Scripture actually talks about how the Most High spoke to Rebekah and said to her that there would be two nations separated from her womb, two manner of people, or should I say, two different kinds of people. Esau looked distinctly different from the rest of his family, and this is why he was described and not Jacob. Jacob looked like the rest of the ancient Israelites in appearance, which was dark with woolly hair, hair like a lamb. But Esau's hair was red and must have been straight since Jacob used the skins of a kid's goat and not the skin of a lamb. Notice how our Savior Yahshua the Messiah is described as a lamb and having hair like lamb's wool. And we know he was of the tribe of Yehuda, a true Jew. Esau being Jacob's brother but looking very different is something that you will need to pay close attention to to find out who Esau is today. Esau Revealed in Scripture Edom was also translated as Idumea in certain scriptures. Edom, from Hebrew word Adam, meaning red, is the elder twin brother of Jacob, hence the region occupied by him, Edom, Edomites, Idumea. This is the prophecy concerning Esau from Isaac. Esau is only promised to dwell in the fatness of the earth. Esau is only promised to dwell in the dew of heaven. Esau will live by the sword to gain his resources. So basically, Esau was promised nothing tangible, but by the sword, he's going to live and dwell in the best places of the earth. Through war and conquest, Esau has dominated the world and has subjugated many nations. These were dupes of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, Duke Timon, Duke Omar, Duke Zepho, Duke Kenaz, Duke Korah, Duke Gatham, and Duke Amalek. These are the dukes that came of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Ada. Dukes. Why did he call them dukes? The Hebrew word for duke is aluf, meaning a chieftain or captain, a governor. Governor as in local government. For years, historians have taught that local government started in Rome and worked its way to the Americas. 
But as many are finding out, Edomites, the descendants of Esau, actually made up the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact, the Jewish Encyclopedia also states that the name Edom is used by the Talmudists for the Roman Empire, and they applied to Rome every passage of the Bible referring to Edom or to Esau. Where is Edom today? Esau's land was called Edom. Edom is the country of Jordan and the place of Petra, the city in the mountains. Look at the architecture of the photo at Petra, which is Edom. Notice how it resembles Rome along with many of the structures all over the world. Our sports stadiums resemble the Colosseum. Even modern-day sports are, in fact, derived from Rome. European systems of government are set up like the early Roman Empire, having both Senate and the Republic, local government, and other things as well. Esau's descendants are called Edomites. Later, they're called Idumeans. Idumea, or Edom in Hebrew, was the region south of Judea, originally inhabited by the reputed descendants of Jacob's brother Esau. Edom was periodically subjected to Judea, under David and Solomon the Maccabees, homeland of the house of Herod. There were no natural boundaries between Edomia and Judea, so the borders were always in flux. According to the Jewish Encyclopedia, 1925 edition, in 163 BC, Judas Maccabeus conquered the Edomite territory for a time. They, the Edomites, were again subdued by John Hyrcanus, about 125 BC, by whom they were forced to observe Israelite rites and laws of the Torah. They were then incorporated with the tribe of Judah, and their country was called by the Greeks and Romans, Idumea. With Antipater the Idumean began the Idumean dynasty that ruled over Judea till its conquest by the Romans. From this time, the Idumeans ceased to be a separate people. Therefore, Edom later became known as the Roman Empire. With the sacking of Rome by the barbarians came the mingling or spoiling of Esau's seed, thus fulfilling the prophecy of Jeremiah 49.10. But I have made Esau bare. I have uncovered his secret places, and he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren and his neighbors, and he is not. Also, in Daniel 2.43, the iron referring to the fourth kingdom of Rome, Esau's seed was mingled and spoiled with the seed of the children of the fallen angels. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest of feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. 
And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. When scriptures say, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, they represent the seed of fallen angels, which are the barbarians. The barbarians that descended from fallen angels were known as the Huns were hungry. The Roman Empire comes under siege by barbarians. Their principal weapon is fear. They wield the fury. They are the Huns. But the Huns will stamp their indelible mark on history, unleashing dark powers that will open the world to a new order. The 6th century Gothic historian Jordanes tells us the Huns descended from evil spirits amid the swamps. They seem to appear out of nowhere um, and take what they wanted and then ride off again. Um, so they were like storms coming over the horizon. You couldn't predict the weather. You couldn't predict where the Huns would come. The Goths were Ukraine, Romania, Moldova, Belarus, Poland, and Scandinavia. The Saxons were Germany, the Dutch, the English, Northern Albania, Great Britain, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. The Franks were France. The Lombards were Italy. The Vandals were East Germany, which were known for their senseless destruction, which is where we get the term vandalism. Vandalism is the behavior attributed originally to the Vandals by the Romans in respect of culture, ruthless destruction, or spoiling of anything beautiful or venerable. These kingdoms all branched off into other kingdoms such as Canada, America, Caucasus, Siberia, Central Asia, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Ireland, and maybe others. No, together these kingdoms all make up the rule of the entire world. Esau and his kingdoms, Edom, will be ruling at the end of the world, and Jacob will rule afterward in the millennium under the Messiah, Yeshua. Many Bible scholars teach that the Edomites no longer exist, but scripture clearly shows them in the last days. Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob and hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, They shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. Many people use this scripture to claim that Edom was exterminated, but this is not what the passage implies. It states very clearly that the Most High hated Esau and laid his mountains and heritage to waste. But in the next verse, it states, Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. At the time of Malachi's prophecy, Edom was a wasteland between 445 and 432 BC. How do we know this? The Most High said, I laid, past tense, 
his mountains, and his heritage to waste. Edom's response was, we will return and build the desolate places. So if Edom was completely destroyed, how could they say that they'd return? And why would scripture give reference to Edom still being around in the last days? The Most High's response was, they shall build, but I will throw down. This is a future prophecy that Edom will return and rebuild, but the Most High will destroy his kingdom and his final judgment against Edom in the last days. For Esau, Edom is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of it that follows. Second Esdras, chapter 6, verse 9, the Apocrypha. The prophecy in Isaiah, chapter 63, verses 1 through 6, confirms that this is indeed what will happen. Who is this that cometh from Edom? with dyed garments from Bozrah. This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to say, Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? I have trod in the winepress alone, and of the people was none with me. For I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger, and make them drunk in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. When the Messiah returns, where does he go, and what does he do? He goes to every place where the descendants of Esau, the Edomites, have set up their kingdoms, and slaughters them for their perpetual violence against Jacob. He treads the winepress, and his wrath is accomplished. Further proof is in the book of Daniel, which states that in the future... The stone will smite the feet of the image that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. It is Rome that gets smitten. The Messiah Yeshua comes back and he smites modern Rome, Edom. Why are most people in denial about Esau or Edom? Many of his offspring today have read of his future judgment and deny that they are of his seed. Those that are not of his seed sympathize and have joined ranks with them. Edom is nothing more than a modern-day Roman Empire which has spread over the entire earth. One key prophecy we want to bring out is in Ezekiel 36, 4-5. Edomia is Edom. And what do they do in the last days? They take the Holy Land. And this is exactly what Esau's descendants, the Edomites or Edomians, did on May 14, 1948. Masquerading themselves as the Jews, they took the Holy Land and claimed it as their own. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumea, which have appointed my land into their possession, with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. Prophesy therefore concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, and to the hills, to the rivers, and to the valleys, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because ye have borne the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. 
Are modern Jews descendants of the tribe of Judah, one of the sons of Jacob? Are European Jews really Gentiles whose ancestors converted to Judaism? The facts are clear now that most of those who call themselves Jews are not descendants of Jacob, whose name was later changed to Israel, and therefore have no claim to the land of Palestine. The October 29, 1996 New York Times, in an article entitled Scholars Debate Origins of Yiddish and the Migrations of Jews, states, the Eastern European Jews were not really Semitic, that they were largely descended from the Turkish Khazars, who converted to Judaism in medieval times. Therefore, modern Jews have no blood link to the biblical Israelites. Jewish historians have established that at least 90% of all Jews come from a Turkish mix of people and are largely sourced from the Khazar kingdom. The Jewish scholar Arthur Kolster provided overwhelming evidence in his book titled The Thirteenth Tribe, showing Okay. Um, everyone right now, um, sorry about that. I hope I'm not getting perped, but it disconnected for a few minutes. I'm going to do my best to have that continue right now uh, so that we can continue this. That in the 8th century, which was greatly made up of the Turkish mixed people known as Khazars, converted to their national religion of Judaism, which was based on the Babylonian Talmud. He states in his book that the Khazar Empire, which in the Dark Ages became converted to Judaism, Khazari was finally destroyed by Genghis Khan and its Mongol hordes, but evidence indicates that the Khazars themselves migrated to Poland and formed a Western Jewish community. They eventually migrated to other places like Germany and Russia. Christian churches and the general public have been deceived. Many Jewish historians are now admitting that they are not the true Hebrews of the Bible. And how can they be returning to the land of Israel when they were never there to begin with? The goal of creating a homeland for Jews seemed like a noble pursuit in 1897 when the Zionist movement became officially established. However, their dream of returning to Palestine has become a nightmare of violence, and there is no end in sight. Worse yet, the concept that Palestine is their homeland has turned out to be a tragic mistake. These white-skinned Ashkenazi Jews are not descendants of the original Jews of Palestine. There were no white people in Africa or Palestine 2,000 years ago. The medieval Europeans assumed that Jesus Christ his mother, and the other original Jews looked just like the Europeans, which is why you can find Jesus with blue eyes and green eyes, and why his mother has such white skin. Hey guys, the gig is up. I'm not the real Jesus. As a matter of fact, the fellow's name wasn't even Jesus. He had a Hebrew name. He wasn't a letter J until a few hundred years ago. With that being said, I have fooled the whole world into the biggest sham of all time. The name and identity of the real fella has been taken over by me. There are thousands of paintings of Jesus, and they don't even come close. 
Jesus was the creation of the Roman Catholic Church, which served to replace the real fella who probably looked more like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but who cares? The truth doesn't matter. As long as you pay your tithes. Gotcha. In 1976, Random House published a book that should have hit Christians like a storm, but instead, they chose to ignore it. It dealt with the racial origin of the people calling themselves Jews, and the churches and the Jews themselves generally insist are God's chosen people. Since the late 1800s, a number of Bible scholars who were also students of history have insisted the church denominations were wrong, that instead of being Israelites, these Jews from Eastern Europe descended from Mongolians, that were actually Turkish people who had adopted Judaism as their religion over 1,000 years ago and had become known as Jews. These Bible scholars were ignored or condemned and often called cultists or anti-Semites. The 13th tribe proves beyond doubt that modern Jews are not biblical Israelites. Every church member in America should insist that their pastor investigate these claims. Henry Ford, founder of the Ford Motor Company, assembled a staff of experts to research the origin of European Jews who had been entering America in large numbers since the 1880s. Ford's research cost him several millions of dollars, and in 1923, he published the results in a four-volume work titled The International Jew. It was Henry Ford's conclusion that the Jews were not descendants of the biblical Israelites. Ford further proved that these Jews committing all sorts of crimes while under the cover of being called chosen people of the Bible were rapidly taking economic and political control of America. Henry Ford also claimed that the Jews had secretly gained control of most Protestant seminaries and Christian book publishing houses and had been able to remove almost all criticism of Jews from Christian literature. In summing up his findings, Henry Ford stated that Jews are not the chosen people, though practically the entire church has succumbed to the propaganda which declares them to be so. Ford's book caused a major uproar for a few years, but soon disappeared from colleges, universities, and public libraries, and became unobtainable at any price. The churches continued to teach the lie that the Jews are God's chosen people, the children of Israel. Jewish-dominated news media began to refer to Jews always as Israelites. Anyone opposing the Jewish control of the nations was immediately branded anti-Semitic. And Jewish-dominated seminaries taught new ministers to quote Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3, and sternly warned their flocks that anyone speaking unfavorably of the Jews would be cursed by God. Jewish control of American society, politics, and religions continued to increase. In 1951, retired U.S. military intelligence officer Colonel John Beatty published a scholarly book titled Iron Curtain Over America. Colonel Beatty gave overwhelming evidence that the Eastern European Jews were actually Khazars and had no racial ancestry in Israel at all. In Colonel Beatty's book, he states that by 1951, these Jews had a stronghold on American politics, on banking and credit, on all sources of news, on the entertainment industry, on America's education system, and that they were the predominant race as judges, lawyers, doctors, and organized crime. The Jewish news media refused to review the book. Jewish book dealers refused to handle it. Christian bookstores ignored it, and only a few thousand copies were distributed. Most Americans never heard of Iron Curtain over America. Now, because of renewed interest, both are now obtainable. Jewish gangsters getting rich off money of illegal liquor across the Detroit River from Canada. 
There's a legend in the criminal underworld of America and the mainland bells in Lewis to New York. They also killed 500 people, according to the police. Al Capone sent for them to help him murder six people in the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre. In 1925 alone, police recovered 53 dead bodies from the Detroit River. The Purple Gang was never a tightly organized criminal syndicate, but a loose confederation of predominantly Jewish gangsters, more like modern African-American criminal groups than the Italian mob. The last vestiges of the Purple Gang were finished when Harry Millman, feared Purple Gang assassin, was himself shot down at Bosky's Deli, November 25th, 1937, on the corner of 12th Street and Hazelwood. In 1977, Colonel Curtis B. Dahl published a book titled Israel's $5 Trillion Secret. He was the former son-in-law of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and a personal acquaintance of many high officials in the U.S. government since the 1930s. Colonel Dahl proves again from reliable sources that the Jews are not Israelites. In fact, Colonel Dahl calls their masquerades as Israel the greatest hoax of the last centuries. It should be read by every non-Jew. Now, what are the facts? The Jews, I call them Jews to you because they're known as Jews. I don't call them Jews. I refer to them as so-called Jews because I know what they are. Especially our Lord and Savior was not what. And I can prove that. Now what happened? The Eastern European Jews, who call 92% of the world's population, of those people who call themselves Jews, were originally Khazars. They were a warlike tribe that lived deep in the heart of Asia. And they were so warlike that even the Asiatics drove them out of Asia into Eastern Europe. There's a scripture in the Bible that most scholars skip over. Revelation chapter 2 verse 9. I know the blasphemy of them that say that they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. The Bible scholars would have you believe that in 95 AD, there were individuals calling themselves Jews in order to join the church of Samaria. But notice, the Jews met in a synagogue. They did not need to join the Church of Smyrna. If the Jews who created the state of Israel in 1948 were not the true Israelites of the Bible, but Gentiles whose ancestors converted to Judaism, then wouldn't it be true to say that this so-called regathering of Israelites is but one big lie? And that the true Israelites God's people have not yet returned in these last days because those Jews have only assumed the identity of the true Israelites. Many Arabs today are aware that these are impostors that dwell in the land and they want them out of Israel. Any comments on Israel? We'll rest everybody today. They come to Israel. They have a lot of Palestine. Ooh. Any better comments? Remember, these people are occupied, and it's their land. Black German is not forward. So where should they go? Where should they go? They go home. Where's home? Poland. 
So the Germany is just like Poland and Germany. And, and America and everywhere else. This is why Jamal Abdul Nazar, the former president of the United Arab Republic, said in 1956 that he could not respect the Jews because they left Israel black and came back white. What are they? They are the synagogue of Satan. Christians don't recognize this because they are the seed. They are sending millions of dollars over to Israel each year, thinking that they are helping God's people, but instead, they are funding the synagogue of sleep. Christian churches and the general public have been deceived. Jewish historians are now coming forth stating that they are not the true people of the Bible, and how can they be returning when they were never there to begin with? The scripture is making clear that the true Israelites would not be back in their land until the Messiah returns. Have you seen the Messiah walk around here lately? Behold the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and the king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. The scripture also explains that Jerusalem shall be trodden down of Gentiles until the time for the Gentiles be fulfilled. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And the Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. My question to you is this. When did the so-called Jews that we see in the land today get led away as slaves into all nations? Captive means slaves. When were the Jews today led as slaves into all nations? This never happened to the so-called Jews. The so-called Jewish Holocaust was not a slavery. As a matter of fact, other people died in the war, including blacks, Germans, those that were handicapped and mentally ill. There are huge questions surrounding the six million figure of people that were killed in the Holocaust has been thrown down for decades. That's another subject that needs to be researched. Research the truth about the Holocaust and you will definitely begin to question what you thought you knew. Now I got another question for you. Didn't these so-called Jews reject the Messiah? So as a whole, the Jews do not accept Yahshua, the one that the world called Jesus, as the Messiah. And according to the scriptures, the curses of Deuteronomy 28 should be evident in their lives. But instead, they are the richest, most powerful people on the face of the earth. I leave you with this scripture. I know that our works, tribulation, and poverty 
but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them that say that they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Who call themselves Jews? Who worship in the synagogue? I rest my case. Hey, did you know that Pope Alexander VI commissioned Leonardo da Vinci to reinvent Jesus in the image of his own beloved son, Cesare Borgia? He felt that the Vatican needed a makeover because the real fellow wasn't too appealing to the general public. So, voila, here I am, the modern version of the fake Jesus. <laughs> Got you again. Hey everyone, we've heard the video in its entirety, and let's go ahead and the call is now open up tonight. Um, I hope everyone had a clear um, audio tonight, and again, I want to thank you for coming as we continue down the end times and our history of Edom. These kingdoms to power are established right day, right now in our modern times, everyone. They're called, some of them, by the borders in a present map, different lands, although some of them are still the same. The spiritual inclination that we have to look at is spiritually, as outlined scripture and the Bible, as that the tribe of Judah and, in fact, the other 11 lost tribes, there's 12 total, must conjoin. And then that time there will be Jacob's trouble, persecution. These are all the signs we must see to know that we're headed for the return of the Messiah. Well, if we look present day, times in which we're living in now, 2018, the region that we call the Middle East is and has continued to be um, decade upon decade of, of one type of war and turmoil after another. Spiritually, many will fall away, fall away from the church. Also, this lost tribe, when they say they will be wakened out of their graves, they mean a sort of spiritual grave. They will become more conscious. With that type of awakening, the, it will be a rebirthing of what we now know as organized religions, uh, bringing forth uh, the strong delusion that many of us had. I, as I told many of you last night, I was the product of Southern Baptists. I had the preacher pork chop, but all structured lies, religions, Christianity, if you ever want to call them. I mean, you can be a hybrid Christian or pork chop just as easily as, you know, uh, you know, bishop pork chop, priest pork chop. They all feed and eat off the beast system. They're infiltrated. There's some type of delusion in mind control that we can all, no matter what organization, religion that we choose, that we'd be fine with having the interpretation of the biblical scriptures read to us, yet it has never been pushed in most of our experience with any type of Christianity to read on our own, to ask questions, to gain deeper understanding. If we just blindly sit in the pews and trust this prophet that we see once a week, Sunday, 
um, philosophizing about truths of the Bible, only to learn that they expounded on one scripture but not the entirety for understanding, which is a perpetual cycle to keep us um, spiritually uh, giving us a type of lobotomy, per se. I believe it's type of the brainwashing structure, just as we are all given in our formalized education systems. I've heard sometimes in the last few years throughout these calls that many of us feel that our lives or this world, per se, is one big lie on a grand scheme of things. And I think it might be some truth in that. It appears even in the last days, as we'll learn, to expound and speak truth, everyone hates you. But if you're spouting delusions and lies, blasphemies, one will be loved, rewarded, and revered. Our world is turned upside down. They're making us feel to remain silent and timid when they're trying to indoctrinate even to the scope of several bathrooms to accommodate both genders, including transgender. Um, Canada, I believe, has uh, passed a law that you can practice uh, bestiality, and that's having uh, sex with it with an animal, basically. Bestiality. I don't know what type or what kingdom, but an animal. And uh, many of us fear that they're leading some kind of uh, appropriate route to pedophilia, which I can't understand because the minor is without consent. And it would, to touch a minor would be assault, as well as of legal age, other assaults that we're enduring. Our world, as we look at it, is turned upside down. America, no different than any other region of this planet, has become a spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. Can any of us even now, if we look at the platforms of our political systems, find 10 just people? They make us have to conform to their mendacities and their lies just to hopefully get our cause, our cause, our woes, our troubles across. Quite frankly, when I just said that, it worries me by my being a targeted individual, what maneuvering must we do to get our voice heard? Many of us can't explain literally and factually what's happening to us because they want to lock us into the um, mental ward. Other times we are harassed by law enforcement or simply ignored the greater portion as our torture and abuse continues. When I say history repeats itself, we're not the only group that is now marginalized, downtrodden, and enslaved. It appears to me that slavery and control of some sort has been the beginning of mankind. But, as all kingdoms and empires go through various cycles, we are, when I say the last days, when an empire becomes, uh, I believe, bread and circuses was the coin used for the Roman Empire. That means when a, an empire just becomes ridiculous, a laughing stock. 
Look at our platform of the stage, what we call democracy in our country. Are we not a laughing stock to other, other nations? And for that matter, are they a laughing stock to us? Any semblance of morality, laws, and ethics are out of the window. This doesn't remind me of the of even the country and its laws, even when I think back of my own childhood. And I know that's been many decades ago, but it has changed. We're at the kindling as one would build a bonfire. It doesn't take much more to throw the log on for the fire to roar. We're at a very, very thin veneer of lawlessness. To be able, if we see this, if we cast the net out a little bit further of what we're living by being targeted individuals, look at our social systems that are out, have been established right now. Functioning, prosperous unions, they're broke. They can't even afford to pay out their retirees. Jobs have been eradicated that used to have union laws and clause. Safety issues go undercut. Malls and businesses that had long standing in America are closing down. It's as if our cities to our small bedroom communities are being gutted and left standing and abandoned. Separation of the very rich and the very poor is now further distant. Without a doubt, we have lost most of our middle class and totally we have lost our functioning working poor with aspirations to go up the ladder. The American dream is a farce. Does anyone have any questions or comments at this time? I have a question. Can you hear me? Sure. I can hear you. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to put this question. Um, it's in regards to okay addressing police um, the police. Uh, action with targeting, how to go about, you know, what's, okay, so what's being done with the policemen? And I, I don't know how so many could be involved, like, you go from one state to another. You know the signs that they're getting stalking from your police officers, but they never say anything directly to you, but they do things or ignore Uh, complaints, right? So how do you, what are some of the things, the the reason why it's difficult to ask this question is because it's like like leaving no evidence. You know, they're, they're experts on how to commit a crime and leave no evidence. So you can't say that you're 
police officers are actually doing something when they leave behind no evidence to prove that they're doing something, right? Okay. So, I'm, uh, um, I'm sure my phone is turned up. I was feeling like I was struggling to hear you for a minute. Um, maybe I'm confused. Um, uh, we were talking about the, uh, did you listen to the video that I played about, we're talking about the Kingdom of Edom tonight? Maybe I don't understand. I just got on. I was looking for a, a, some line to ask this question. I, I guess I'm sorry. I oh, I didn't. Oh, I see. Oh, I didn't know you didn't listen to it. Well, welcome. Good evening. Uh, my name is Lauren. Um, they can chase us. I think someone can chime in real quick. When we are um, tagged as being a target, uh, your information is like the strong arm of the state. We're like an enemy of the state. So bureaucracies and municipalities know all about us. They cross interstate lines, for that matter. If you just go in and say, I, I, well, that's what I did. I left Los Angeles. I'm now northwest Indiana. Every state that I moved in, it almost seemed like it picked up a certain group for either that state or that territory. Mm-hmm. So you're easily trackable. How do you address that? Uh, you, mean if, you mean if I'm stopped by law enforcement or... or? Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard something on targeted justice. You can say you're a member of somewhere, but I don't really. Um, they, if they harass you, you want to uh, find out what they need right right away and get them out of your face as quickly as possible. You know what I'm saying? And it depends on. Sometimes they can be hostile. Sometimes they can't. Uh, it depends on the situation. But our names are given whatever. Um, area we choose to move in there is no you know safe area in fact this goes international as well many targets have left the continent of the united states and and went abroad and they were it, it picked up it you know they have it's uh we're tagged uh that would be also you know municipalities include passports you know, things like that and you can't figure out how the tagging is being done how is it being done i mean i mean to you know, like, where would your name be listed? How can you find it? That's what the question is. Well, we are going to always be trackable by a few things. Banking institutions, this is where they've all infiltrated. This is how you could be tracked. Banking institutions, medical hospitals, bureaucracies. If you want to leave the country, you have to what? With your birth certificate, you have to go down and process to get a passport. Mm -hmm. How will you find out who's pulling the strings to put your name out there and and have all these entities follow you and track you. Who's pulling the strings? That's the how do you find that? Um, I don't. You know, they take a gag order. They're not going to just directly tell us um, how they they do that. I would think we're we're we've been slated by someone on to be put on a type of watch list. And with that, there's no there's no um, all of our privacy becomes open to that. It's kind of almost like a mafia system. Somebody did it. Right. Uh, But somebody, it started with one individual or two, did it, right? Okay, I have a problem hearing you. Are you? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, Okay, Okay. I don't know why. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, it's clearer. Can you hear me better? 
Is that better? better? Yes. Because we were distracted. We, I was actually getting ready to open up with the, um, a movie tonight with the end times. So um, I have all of you been targeted. Have you, have you been on other calls? Have they answered your questions? This is the first time I asked this question. I'll, I'll go to another call. I don't want to dis- disturb your call. So oh, no. You. Well, you know what? Well, you can, you're welcome to hang out if you like to listen. Does anyone have any questions about the uh, history of Edom? Let's go into it tonight. And Or to help, what's your name? Do you want to, maybe the young woman, you can help her, how we're trackable. How long have you been tagged, targeted? Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and continue and stuff. Um, so what we're talking about is with the history of Edom, primarily Rome, building, spreading of Rome, and the European Empire. So it would be the 12 toes that I think we discussed in the book of Daniel with the uh, stature of the head, gold bust of Nebuchadnezzar. Kingdoms and, and domination and slavery are nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. If we keep even this system of this technology at its minimal, I know, I know it wants to act like it's the big scary beast that's going to take us away and kill us and so much. Sometimes go to simplistic measures. If they really wanted you dead, would any of us really be here right now? The fact of the matter is it's a um, psychological scare tactic. The more we are obedient under the Most High, the more we can look the beast in its eyes and live in its belly. I've already professed my life belongs to God. When you are spiritually grounded, philosophically, intellectually, you cannot be moved. I'm not saying feelings of fear don't crop up. It just doesn't incapacitate you. Each and every year, we survive this torture. In one capacity, many of us feel depleted by it, but in another capacity, it actually is strengthening us. So, as they said in, throughout this community, their data collecting or whatever gizmos, it is junk science. Unfortunately, many of us will be more fleshly and succumb to the fear of this program. And that's exactly what they want. They believe through sheer isolation they can then deconstruct a person. And that normally would work. But our strength can also lie in our community if close friends or family, if you have that, you are blessed. Take it, never leave it, don't <laughs> learn loyalty. If not, become friends with someone that you can and you feel loyalty. If some kind of way it doesn't work out, you have to move on and find someone else who does. And we have to accept also as targets there will be times that we are, in essence, on our own. You know what I mean? My intention is not to be cold, but I will never override truth in order, you know, to put a Band-Aid in boo-boo. That's not going to help us survive, okay? You know what I mean? Now, these calls can be centered, a lot of them, and most of them do your thing, support calls, but you're going to find that very empty, Something really terrific happens when you begin researching and learning some of anything and everything. You actually become 
less broken, more warrior-like, more stronger, and you begin to like yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have to almost kind of like ourselves and sort of relate to ourselves a little bit. That's how we can then participate in the world. Okay? Like I said, you know, we have to grow and move on. We don't want to be 5, 10, 15 years. Unfortunately, a lot of people have suffered in this program. You know? It is large. There's either more camps and groups on Facebook, on Twitter. You know what I mean? Don't get stuck in a rut. Move on and and grow. The reason that the story, biblical story of Jacob and Esau is important, we need these 12 tribes, which, by the way, are waking up out of their spiritual graves. Any of us that are blessed to be in a large urban city will see them on street corners wearing their fringes. They are the Hebrew Israelites. They are understanding their identity. And we have to ask ourselves one simple question. Why is that so important? It's important enough for a certain group to steal it and label themselves the real people, the real Jews in 1948. That's pretty special to be God's people that he beloved. As with all the videos that you listen to on my calls, they are referenced. Do your own research. I am simply the messenger. And I do believe, and they can take, to a certain extent, my freedom. They can attempt to take my joy or peace. Certain days when I'm a little low, they do, they win. Certain days when I'm feeling a little better, they don't. However, they cannot take my mental aptitude to want to simply grow. And that's what I'd like to see for all of us, you know what I mean, to see through deceptions. Again, there's deceptions outward and inward. If you don't think certain groups of targeted individuals are infiltrated, you are naive. Of course they are. Look at the multitude of money, filthy lucre that everyone makes. We would be so naive not believing there's Judas or a few of them or a team of them among us. I drop the targeted individual, because before I was targeted, I always knew I was an individual. And I have that enable right for the pursuit of happiness. And I think we're all human beings, and some of us can have an indomitable spirit. I know when I've had a really sabotage crummy night or whatever to call I do believe what my mom always told me. Look at that horse. When you fall down, you get right back on top the next day. I have to show you. I have to show me. I have to show myself that I will not be chased off, shut down from what my truth is, nor become just a frightened follower that's going to just go along to get along. They're not interested in trading with us. Pretty much once you're tagged in this program, you're always tagged. I'm very leery of people that aren't tagged anymore. That's another topic that I 
I just simply, I don't know. That's, I, I don't know. I just, I've never heard it that way. These kingdoms exist to this very day. Stolen birthrights, trafficking, slavery has built kingdoms upon this land since the beginning of time. Reparations were never given, nor appropriate apologies. And all civil rights measures, although they were probably done with the best intentions, they too might have fell well. It seems like everyone can be sort of bought off by the beast. That, that's what I really feel. I had preacher pork chop. Some of you had priest pork chop. It doesn't matter the Christianity or anything like that. They all feed off of the table of this beast system, the powers that may be. Okay. And it's not a gender war or a race war. They'll use that hoping that we'll just destroy and kill one another. The beast doesn't care. We must start accepting that. Really about anyone. I hope that we can find an anchor, a type of placement spiritually. That's where our strength really grows. And man, there is no such thing as a hero or savior. Our savior is in the most high with obedience. Man will defile you. Man will lie to you. Man will care for you with conditions. But God does not change. Humanly, that I can recall, and and I'm the better side of 50, that I had such loyalty and was there for me is the loss really of my life, my mother. But through that, no one has taken that place. It's always one way or the other been with some type of selfish, childish sort of condition, you know. And that is sometimes how simply the frailties and misfortunes of being a human being. We're not perfect. I think even in the Bible, we're not much. We're just sometimes just a fly on a horse's ass. Very, you know, I am so glad. God is not like human beings. Oh, my God, I couldn't revere him, respect him, love him. Oh, my God, I'm so glad of that. I couldn't believe. I know there's got to be something better. These kingdoms and infiltration has been for power. I strongly believe the great delusion has happened in the realm of so-called quotation marks Christianity. And it's like a big lie. Aren't we waking up to several lies? The system that they call us in this net, targeted individual, isn't it a big lie? Is this just a big harvesting, trafficking program? Are we like Logan's Run, that movie of the 70s? Is it all a farce? Is this like slated death and designation? I don't know. Since we most of us have been tagged, the few of us that have 
still keep our minds exercised and thinking and researching and building stronger. I kid you not, be around those or surround yourself with those that choose to survive. Weed out completely who you can trust and who you cannot. Become more interdependent on yourselves. We're all being hit and targeted. So actually when you pick up the phone or want a conversation to another target, by another target, we have to first accept, whoa, wait a minute, they're targeted, tortured just like me. I may not have a full, we're not full powered. We live in the state of day-to-day stress. Distress yourself. Getting closer to the word of God calms you down. It calms the mind down. You feel stronger. There are support calls. Maybe some of you listening right now may be interested in starting your own. If I don't know if we're going to be free of this anytime soon, but many of us are in our middle years as targets. I think they're picking them younger. We want to be a positive example for the younger target. You know what I mean? To give some type of hope and fight. We need the younger targets to be even soldier-like in our armies against this beast. Strengthening the word to give us faith and hope quells fear, insecurity, all the negative aspects of being a human being. That's not going to get us where we want to go. I think with time and patience we can get there. But we simply have to understand that we're, we want to get to another place in our life. We really want to grow. Take a quick break and we'll continue and open up again about the history of Edom. Hi, you're at Lawrence Talk Show. Generational curses. My mom was a kid during the Depression. Things were hard. Came up north after World War II. Generational targeting. It's like a hulk and a vice that grips a family. Folks, now here's a story about me. Join me tomorrow night for generational targeting. The Passion of Ethel, part three. It'll be the 18th of July, 9 p.m. Eastern Stand on Talk to. Call 144-771. Continue the legacy of generational targeting. Take it back over to the other side of the break. The history of Edom. The end time series. Everyone, I really do um, like to touch this as vast 
that's pretty much where I feel like it. As fast as we are in our targeting, everyone, um, there's so many levels of what we're all experiencing and going through. It is so way bigger than just the little um, do weapons that they hit on us. And uh, we all have our series of the stalking, contract stalking, however, we're being followed, okay? It's also the asset stripping. It's denied services and governmental benefits that we're entitled to. So it's bureaucracies coming against against us to keep us always in the status of poverty. Many of us are not being paid our adequate retirement. Social Security, some of us get it. Some of us do not get it. We're blacklisted from that. Some of us are even blacklisted from getting future jobs. And they want us completely um, vagabond. And through that, that would emotionally, of course, etch away at our lives. So it's very, very sad what many of us have to incorporate. Uh, Does anyone have any questions now? We're going back um, to the video. And again, it was the history of Edom, the empire of Edom. I think throughout that, it was I found some parts interesting. I didn't know the Vandals, they were from Eastern Germany. That is where we get the uh, term vandalism. And these heathens were even uh, five times crazier to even Rome. And by the way, the Roman Empire was pretty wicked, but they didn't like their beautiful statues and stuff being vandalized. But that group, the Vandals, were birthed out of East Germany. Don't you see, even with our present-day stalking in the groups and the type of negativity, it's birthing even from those ancient empires and how they act and their behavior? Okay? The fallen angels were also a part of the Huns, the barbarians, mixing with the seed of Esau. That would be your modern-day Idumeas or, or Esau, Edomites. And even, of course, to their legacy coming over to this, the New World, which would be America at that time. I like the fascinating part about the Ashkenazi Jews. They are not, not, not the, let me say it the right way, they are not the bloodline, the seed of Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It, I'm not denying, denouncing their practices. I want to be very clear. Also, um, as I read even last night, I don't need to hear this PC mendacity of lies. No, I'm not racist. No, I'm not anti-Semitic. No, I'm not anything. But these, but I am a bearer of truth. And that's simply what I want to bring forth. I don't entertain with any of that limited type of thinking. And again, I thank you all for coming tonight. I think we all have an IQ of above 100. So, and that helps. Um, I'm not here to, you know, toy around uh, with it. Um, I would like to call to grow a little bit better, but I am so worried I'm going to try to cast my own net more out with targeted individuals that are more on a thinking capacity, not completely discombobulated, um, where they can't really function. It's very sad, um, but um, in that predicament, one must help themselves. You know what I'm saying? 
can the blind lead the blind? Uh, I'm tormented. I, I can't help a person that's too feeling oriented. They're not good thinkers at this time. And, and we're not going to have a scintilla of a chance to win with someone constantly feeling. It's not going to happen. I won't be put in that, but I'm not going to lie about that. It's not going to happen, you know. So at this time, does anyone have any other questions or comments? We're going to, we did a very brief call tonight in Encore. Those of you that joined me last night, I thank you. We may have a speaker tomorrow. If not, I'll go ahead and continue. Um, the Legacy, uh, Passion of Ethel, will be prepared. I really, really want to address all the components of our targeting. They are so not about the weapons, all about the weapons, uh, or the, the, the stalkers. It's, it's a lot more complicated than that that's going on, intricate. I believe a lot of us as children are more than likely tagged. Generational is fascinating. Sex trap, a lot of us were in the foster care system. Uh, runaways, they will tag us for sex trafficking. Okay, many of us had to work in the sex industry. Uh, so, you know what I mean? So we, many of us are soccer moms, are regular are Christians, non-Christians. We are very diverse by our being targeted individual, and I want my call to represent that sort of spectrum of addressing those. It's this, it's lots of colors, okay? It's not one dimension, you know what I mean? The sameness. You know, do weapons, do weapons. No, it's about actually who we are first. We're people first. People connect and grow. We're talking about human factors. We actually wither and die, constantly focused just on emotions or censored material that we want others to see. We've all been to school already. We don't need any censored material. We can freely think. What I'm really getting at is I will never allow this program to limit my mind. You can't have that. I don't know if on this earth if I'll live in a year or I'll live the next 20 years, but I control what I will listen to and grow and learn. And I don't believe in any type of censorship whatsoever. No one puts a ring through my nose and makes me look at just what what the Gallup poll wants to look at. I question my leadership, and that's my own personal dogmas that torment me. But without a doubt, I am, nor have I ever been, a follower. I have never been a follower. I don't follow easy at all. If everyone loves it, I hate it. <laughs> I can't get with everything that everyone just adores. I just can't do it. You know, I just can't do it. So, guys, I'm running a little tired. If any, I'll keep it open if anyone has any other questions. But I think I'm all talked out. So. If anyone would like to elaborate with any comment at this time, go ahead and star eight. If not, we're going to go ahead and close.
I will be on tomorrow with, um, I hope to have a speaker. If I can get a hold of Richard, that would be wonderful. And Saturday is always Saturday at 9 o'clock. Please spread the word to a friend, and I'm going to start doing that too. And um, branching out, um, because I'm really worried that um, everybody has like, become a little too coddled, you know. So we'll be on tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Thank you guys for joining. I hope you guys have a really wonderful evening. Uh, As the young people do it, I am going to uh, go ahead and, uh, as they like to say it, we're going to go ahead and coast out with um, an oldie but goodie. And um, we'll be... Brightest rain tomorrow, everyone, okay? So enjoy the music. Be safe. God bless. And check me out tomorrow. Either we have speaker or generational targeting, everyone. So have a good evening and be safe. It's an oldie but goodie.
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.